Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Victory the Podcast. I am Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly. We got lots happening besides exciting times. I know Connolly hates the uh, non-evergreen, but exciting times. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. L.A. is right. feeling exciting. Our boy Andrew Whitworth, who, you know, I'm scared that Kevin Dillon uh, is going to distract him for the game like he did for the last <laughs> one. But uh, <laughs> is anyone going to the game? I, I think I'm going to uh, be quarantining. Yeah. I'm not going to the game just yeah. to play it safe. All right, so yeah, yeah. I, don't have as strong, I don't have as strong as the antibodies that you have right By now. By the way, well, I don't have a ticket yet, but if someone's got one for me, let me know. By the way, know. I just have to say, you know, people who don't watch on video, what Connolly was saying is, I'm quarantining because we're shooting the new show on February 23rd. I just don't want to be the guy that, like, gets COVID. But and- Dylan's face, <laughs> Dylan's face went like, uh, Yo, what are you I'm going trying to, to tell me? <laughs> Well, I just had COVID for my second so time, you're, so you're I'm good. safe. You're safe, and I'm vaxxed. But all right, know, well, I, but I do matters. want to talk to you about a couple of things. Uh, first, I just want to—we got Charles Oakley coming up, which uh, so everyone understands. We did this interview on the same day we did Juliana Pena. Right. Kevin wasn't here; uh, he was shooting a movie. Big Oakley fan too. Yeah, right. So we love Oakley, and we'll have that interview. But we're like, gonna uh, we're gonna go to that interview. But later. we're gonna do stuff. But what I want to talk about first before I get to because Connolly, Zulai, and Sarah and I had dinner at Dan Tana's the other night. Oh, thanks nice for the invite, Connolly. <laughs> It Connolly claims he's got something he's gonna hit me no, on. No, I'm not I'm not it's not it's not like wildly aggressive, but there's all right. Well, I want to get to that, but the first thing I want to get to is, is updates on the show. We've got the show is going. February 23rd was shooting. And uh, what, what I'm trying to get a feeling from both of you guys, just because it's my personal thing. How did you approach the entourage pilot? And I'm talking from a physical standpoint, mental standpoint. You know how rarely a pilot gets picked up. Right. You thought the script was whatever you thought on Entourage. How did you approach that? And then I want to understand if it's the same as this or different. So, Kev Dillon. Uh, well, for this one, I got to, you guys been on me about getting my uh, chest back in shape. Oh, so I'm, I'm joking. Been, I'm get, been getting that barrel chest going. Are you? You got, you got me shirtless in this uh, in this one. Oh, we do have you shirtless. Yeah, that's you do. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wow. Right. So, uh, but it's really the same, you know, you just got to put your homework in. Yeah. So, yeah. Because it's independent, because we're doing it on our own, which I'm paying a lot of money for, Kev. So I want you to take it seriously. But are you taking it as seriously? I'm doing it for free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking it as seriously as... As if HBO was paying you. More serious, yes. All right, good, good. Yes. Connolly? Of course. Of I'm, course. I'm just checking. Yeah. I take everything serious. Right. Even if I'm doing a really shitty movie, I'm going to do the best I can. Tell me if I'm wrong, but in any role, you can bring something out of it that someone might see, even if it's a crappy script that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll always dig deep and see what I can get out of it. You yeah. love digging deep. Dig deep. You dig deep. Right, Gathering well, some, gloom. Some exciting, <laughs> exciting casting updates in the last week. Uh, John uh, C. McGinley is on board. He's in. Oh, yeah. He's in. Who? Yeah, I called him, too, but you already locked him in. So. Did you speak to him? No, I didn't. I left a message for him. He never called me back. What the fuck? <laughs> already. It's starting oh, already. God, the vision of the cast. But what I want to tell oh, we you. we love each other. For whoever doesn't know McGinley, I think he's... I mean, he's as good as anybody. Seven Oliver Stone movies, I think. Scrubs for yes, 10 years. Yes, they worked a lot together. And whoever doesn't know him, you'll recognize him from oh anything. Oh, God. Yeah, this guy's been in like 40 excellent movies. But hilarious. You know, hilarious. You know what hilarious. Dylan said, though? Which Connolly always says about Dylan. What do you call him? What do you call him? <laughs> Scene stealer. I mean, yeah. and <laughs> so Dylan said 
Talk about a scene stealer. And when Dylan oh, yeah. is saying that. Right. Dylan's not one to give anybody else. Well, oh, McGinn will bury you. You have no chance. <laughs> he will. He'll steal that scene right out oh, of yeah. Mind, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. And we were just sitting around with Charlie and McGinley talking platoon stories, which I wish you were there for. But uh, I didn't get the invite again. It, you know what? It's just a Zoom. I'm not even sure you know <laughs> okay, how to Zoom. No, but, I, uh, <laughs> I got better things to do but than I, Zoom. I, but I mean, platoon just, I mean. There must have been some awful times, obviously, in that jungle, but it also sounds like it was pretty special. And the cast that was put together for this movie, it's insane. I mean, like you, Johnny Depp, Forrest Whitaker, Crazy. Kevin uh, Dillon, Kevin Dillon, uh, Charlie Sheen, yeah. David Keith. Yeah, I keep David switching. Keith, uh, yeah. Keith David. Keith I, David. You know, there is keep, a David Keith. And you know, I know I, both. I, I Keith keep, David, great actor. I, yeah. I do keep. By the way, Defoe, Berenger. Defoe. I mean, Willem yeah. Defoe. And know? weirdly enough, Berenger. I mean, and yeah. weirdly enough, uh, Defoe, which I thought, I know Defoe is still on top of his game as ever, but he it was really weird. is. He, held, he hosted Saturday Night Live this week, which I. Did I, he really? I thought well, it was yeah. a repeat or something, but I don't know if he's in Spider Man. You saw it. Is he in Spider Man? I didn't see, see Spider Man. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I didn't get out. Uh, all right. Well, anyway. He's grown up. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like uh, I feel like things are trending in our direction. Anyway, Mark Cuban is in. I believe Breezy is in. I'm pretty sure. You know, she's on All American and she's busy. But I, I believe, believe when she's we see in, it. So I believe when we see you're not, it. You don't think set. she's going to no, show I'm just up? Saying, I think we'll 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 see. Well, we'll I think the cast is pretty exciting. So Connolly and I, though, we had Dan Tanis uh, with Zulai and Sarah, who are both in the cast as well. Um, actually, I'm the only person that I know who's not in this cast. How do you feel I about wrote, that? I feel awful because I started writing this project because I wanted to star in something. I'm not saying I'm good, and that's why I'm not starring it, because everyone's better than me. But that that was just like my first short film 30 years ago. That's we'll what I wanted. We'll squeeze you into season two. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you guys don't seem very <clears throat> concerned about it. Yo, Dylan, we had, do you know Julianne Pena is the you know UFC bantamweight female champion? She just pulled off like a huge upset over Amanda Nunez. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. We had her and Charles Oakley on the same day. We just did wow back-to-back episodes but doug and dude rightfully so i mean your your head is where it needs to be oh. right now in the script right. but dude doug was i've never seen and this on this podcast i've never seen doug more off his interview with charles game oakley with oakley the game well you, first of all julian doug was off he just He's never off listen doug's never off doug is mind is where it should be can I yeah, tell you? He's, he's, in, he's in game form right That's now. He's I'm thinking saying. about the he's game. In, he's in game. He's, Can I tell you a couple of yeah. things happened, though? Connolly came in on the Juliana Payne interview like Bob Costas. He was, I mean, honestly, he was so freaking prepared. I was excited. Yeah. And he threw me. And Juliana Payne was so engaging and so awesome. And nothing to, bad to say about Oakley, but Oakley's got a very, very intimidating vibe. There was an intimidating vibe, vibe well, to him. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. intimidating as a player. He's yeah. giant. He's just a, a but he tough was, personality. He was, he was super chill, right? But also but, the problem is they didn't get me the book. So right. I, I like I know I could talk about my experience with Charles Oakley, but I didn't know anything that was in the book, so I was a little thrown, which sucks, because Bill Simmons had a book. He wrote a book? He wrote a book, The Last Enforcer. And it's, by the way, I've read, now I've read most of it, for real. Connelly right. doesn't believe I read for some weird reason, <laughs> even though I was a Tulane University English major. But the book is phenomenal and has great stuff. And Bill Simmons had him on um, days after us. And and you know what? Bill was prepared. And and Charles engaged and went into stuff about Michael and, and Pippin and all this stuff. Right. So, well, I, what happened was, if you remember, the night before, I said, Doug, I'm going to handle Juliana Payne. You, I didn't believe you, you. You handle Oakley. So I come in, guns blazing, Dylan. I'm, I'm super prepared. <laughs> so she pulled off a big upset. But 
Doug kept referring to her as Buster Douglas. Did, you, did, did that? Did that not? Only she, once. Only no, once. I didn't times. refer to her. I just said, "How do you avoid well, being that?" Well, it was a big upset. But it was right? a big so, upset. But but you know, listen, Tyson's the greatest of all time. But he was known for. You know, look, I got to finish out this contract. Let's throw a couple tomato cans in there. And Buster Douglas was a tomato can that Tyson was supposed to mow down in, yeah. in the first yeah. round. Check a box on his on his contract yeah. for a fight. Yeah. Juliana Pena is not Buster Douglas. But it was a big upset. You it, said was it was a huge upset. It was a huge upset, so, but it was a it was a huge upset in a UFC world. It was she was not she was not Buster Douglas. I mean Douglas. the 30 for 30. Doug, Doug kept calling her Buster Douglas. <laughs> I did not Buster. <laughs> By the way, everyone listen to the podcast. I didn't keep calling her Buster you Douglas, called her, but you twice you're like, "Well, how do you avoid being the next Buster Douglas?" She's not Buster. That's Douglas. not what I Buster Douglas, which they did a good 30 for 30 on. He didn't really fucking prepare for the next fight, like where Tyson wasn't prepared for this one. So all I was really asking her is, which is the same thing I asked you guys, how do you stay on your focused game when when game time is? Because I mean this, and I said this to uh, you know our producer, my friend is uh, is is financing this with me, but my friend Ted Foxman, I told him the other day, I said I want you to start treating me like a Matthew Stafford, keep me fucking focused. Because let me explain this to you. You guys know what I'm doing today, which is why I got to rush out of here. I got the fucking head tattoo. Doug's got his head tattooed. Okay. You know what that is, Kev? Uh, I remember you talking about yeah. it, but, part you already, pro- but I thought you had process. it done already. It's a two two phase. Two oh phases. I, I remember you were not happy it's last time you got torture. But let me tell you how unhappy I was yesterday because I am. I'm so focused now, and I've had three years. The podcast to me is like this is not work. I show up, I talk, and people hate me or it's they like laser. me. It really doesn't matter. But I am focused now on nothing but this, and I still have kids. I, I agree. That's why I gave you the Oakley Pass because. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness! It yeah. was the war. We're gonna go. Okay, to, so we're you're go focused to, on the script you're talking about, yeah, not, Doug's, not the yeah, hair Doug's, thing. Doug's, okay, Doug's, no, Doug's, no, no, making, no. Doug's making a show. He's got shit going on, and yep, it just yep. and then and then Oakley comes in, and hey, he's he's as big as he is. He's chill, dude. He's like laid back, and yeah. he's like, but it's still Charles Oakley. So whenever Doug like is backed into a corner, but like, dude, Charles Oakley is a god in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a god in Did New York. Did you talk about his mid-range shot? That, oh my god. I talked about his passing. So I mean, I, I'll have to listen. Doug, Doug's like, hey, if you need uh, help getting reservations at Emilio's. Or Emilio's Bellato, come on. <laughs> he doesn't need you to get a restaurant reservation. <laughs> I just, listen. That was like, I was like, oh man, this interview needs to end you right know what? now. I've gotten, I've gotten Schwimmer in there. I've gotten Scott Kahn in there. What is it? Where it's, is it? Oh, East House and Street. Best way, Italian in New York. Really? It's as yeah. good as any Italian yeah. place in New York. Clearly, you guys haven't been to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. I have been to Arthur <laughs> Avenue in the Bronx many times. And uh, I've also, Don Pepe's is also great. But Emilio's Bellotto's my spot. No disrespect to Scott Kahn or anybody else, but Charles Oakley, bro, gets you a reservation. I was you don't just, get him I was just offering yeah. a You're help trying to be friendly out. because so, you, you, were, you, you were wildly unprepared. <laughs> and you, you just said, how can I save this? Oh, I know. I'll get him a reservation. Let me just go back to what goes on and why (laughs) people hopefully understand and why why I'm so grateful to Connolly for this podcast because it's given people a chance, whether they dislike me or not, to understand how much of me I put into these things. And um, so yesterday... I am focused. Why I told producer Ted Foxman, like, treat me like Stafford. It's the Super Bowl. And right, let me you're preparing. Keep all the other shit right. out of any, my head. Uh, any unnecessary yeah. noise yeah. does that anything yeah. that you don't need to be spoken to if, about. If there's not information I concerning agree. my children or my pets, I don't need it right now. <laughs> right. So 
But I got this head thing that I got to get done because you have to is do this. Is this the final phase? The, well, this is the final phase of the tattoo head. And then I have to decide if I do one more of these fucking transplant things, well, even though the hair is looking how good. How does it look? Maybe. It's looking good, but I want it to look like fucking Adrian's hair. That's right. what I want. Right. And at, th- and at this point, you've been through so much. Why? St- Why right? stop? Well, now you, know you got to see. I through. think what it is like a little, you know, women, they get addicted to plastic surgery. I'm addicted to having more luscious hair. You I just want, want as much <laughs> as I can have. Like, like, you know? I want to do it all over again yeah, if oh, I can have double the hair. A hundred percent. And even, and, you know, and he's got to give you a discount. Come and on. even this, like the second round might be You know, free. Dr. Zeering has been great. Uh, the, like I've said from the get go, I don't want discounts. I want hair. I don't want <laughs> right. fucking deals. I want to look good and I want to feel young and that's it. And we go out with Connolly at Dan Tannis and I don't know what he did to his hair, but at some point the conversation went to, co- which we know he's a little guy, but he's got a great fucking head of hair. And, the and, best hair in Hollywood. He really does. And, and, and for some reason, it started this whole conversation for 10 minutes about hair where I'm in my fucking hat and I'm like, are they are they all fucking with me? Like, why are we talking about Connolly's hair? It's like not something in your life that ever needs to be talked about. You will probably be a 75-year-old man with a full head. Well, of hair. I was accused of like not having a good hair night. Is Who how said hair that? Is. I, yeah, it was a comment made by Zulai in the car. So oh. that's where the conversation started. I feel like that was somehow to lead to attack Doug. That's so what I like felt like. a big like. conspiracy. Yeah, to yeah. yeah like, oh, I'm not having a good hair night. Ask Doug and Charles Oakley about fucking hair. But anyway, let yeah, me just well, talk about- You're not going to be asking Charles Ugly anything for the, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. I think Charles liked me. Anyway, The Last Enforcer is a great book. We'll have him on soon. But what by the way, the book's available right now, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Available, available right today. now. But what I want to talk about, about distractions, and a lot of writers- creators. They are ADD. And I I have a lot of shit in my head that usually all comes together, as you guys know. And I think it's coming together on this script. But I got the head tattoo thing yesterday and it's a really awful procedure. So I didn't sleep Sunday night and I'm like waking up early and the whole thing is mentally preparing for this whole thing. But does it hurt? It it's I know awful. I understand that it hurts when it's happening, but yeah. it's like a regular tattoo. Like it hurts when the needle's in your head, but like when you leave, are you still in pain? No, there's no pain. It's when just it, when it's when happening. it's over, and and it's like they they're injecting Novocaine into your forehead, so it feels like something out of fucking Jacob's ladder. I feel like yeah, and and I always worry when a needle goes into me, drilling for oil. Yeah, so is it one needle at a time doing your whole head? It's like a tattoo, like a tattoo gun. I don't know what goes on on the top of the head, but the the Novocaine thing, which feels like, and I always. I'm a crazy person. Whenever I'm injected with something, whether it's the Vax at Walgreens or this, I'm like, what if this fucking person just wants to put something weird in me and see what happens? Like, right. that's what I think. So <laughs> anyway, I don't think it's going to happen. But are, are they going to put you under? No. You have to stay away. It's a local Do they give you a fucking Vicodin? They give you a, a TV. Perky. You watch sports Do they give you a Percocet? Nothing. It's really, you know, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of tattoo people, Mike Tyson with his face tattoo and people who do it on their head, they probably think I'm a pussy that it's not that bad. The transplant was nothing. This tattoo, I I hate it. I hate it. Kev, how many tattoos? I, I got one on my calf, and it hurt. Didn't he look like he was it pointing really at his dick? Like, yeah. well, well, you got a tattoo on your dick? Well. Get your hands out of your pants. <laughs> what are you talking about? Get your hands about? out of your pants, you animal. <laughs> you guys are just jealous because you don't have the girth. <laughs> but wait, I just want to finish this thing. So about how it, it's so easily to get distracted. Oh, so I show up yesterday. We didn't do the podcast yesterday because I had to do my head tattoo, which I'm calling a scalp sleeve. Does that, that sound like a called? good? No. You made that up? Well, Mark Abrams made it up, but I'm stealing it. I like it. It's like an arm sleeve, but yeah, it's, it's a 
scalp sleeve. Right, because it's like coloring in your whole head. I'm putting Bruce Willis type stubble on my head. That's all, right. all I'm doing. And I have pretty right. good hair now, so it just fills in like when the sun hits you. Anyway, I get to the doctor yesterday, playing the whole day around it. It's 12 o'clock. I walk in and I'm like, hey, Doug Allen. They're like, David? And as soon as she said it, I knew I was there on the wrong day. I had just like had the wrong day. And that's why I need all the distractions gone. I need laser focus for the yes. next three weeks. Yes. And we're going to nail it. And we're still... We got an Academy Award winning actor who is not some fucking hack from the 40s. I'm not 100% sure he's in, but there's a good chance he's in. And I have to do a lot of shit to, to secure this. So, you know, we've also landed Mark Cuban's in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So nice. I know Dylan gets excited for golf. He can get you a free golf wherever can you he? want. <laughs> okay. I'm so. a big Luka Doncic fan too. So, so you want Luka there. You want to meet and greet with Luka. Okay. Yeah, I want to go to I want to go go to some games. So do you think I say Mark, uh, I Dylan, thank you for Dylan, doing the show, but Dylan, Dylan really has wants to unhealthy obsession yeah. with Luka Doncic. Yeah. Dude, I, I watched the highlights every you, I mean the guy is just a passing so, all right, machine. So what do you I've want me to make him pass better? Magic Johnson? No. Well, he's like Magic. Okay. He's like Magic. LeBron. I mean uh, yeah, he's okay, very so much like Luka, LeBron. Luka, to be yeah. honest with you, I think he's the best passer I've ever seen. Period. Oh, Larry Bird. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm telling you, I think he's the best ever. All right, and so he's at, young passing too. the ball at like. So oh I like God. to think. Uh, I think you guys know. I, I created some pretty magical moments for us all when we did Entourage, and I'm going to do it again here. So what do you want me to do? What, what do you want out of Luka Doncic? What do you want me to get Mark? Well, you I don't want know. With him? You I don't know if he can be in the pilot, but yeah, so maybe a cameo somewhere. You know what I mean? You want to act a scene with him? Yeah, maybe. Uh, More than you want to act to see with maybe me. Maybe I could trip him on the court, like and, uh, <laughs> curb your enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> but I'm sure when when the Mavericks are in town, where we go to the game at Staples, yeah, uh, that'd be maybe great. Maybe meet Luca. Luca well, after if we have a good experience. So I, I just again, all I ask from you guys because. Uh, Aside from the uh, crazy amount of time I'm putting into this thing, uh, I'm putting in some some you know stressful amounts of cash. You keep saying yeah. that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm trying to kill you guys. We're disappear. Like what are we? Who gonna knows? Do? Hey, Dylan's gonna be like us doing course. it for free is giving cash. <laughs> That's as well. true. So that is true. But uh, we true. do have to sit down and talk. I got a couple small tweaks. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> I got some notes for you, I Doug. Like it. It's nothing that you know. I love your writing. So oh boy, it's this sounds tough. It sounds it sounds minimal to me. It's minimal. All right. Well. New draft is coming today. Actually, you do have some add-ons, you and Connolly. I think I've I've given your scenes. I don't want to talk about who your characters are or what the plot is, but I've given you guys some stuff that I think you'll like more. Okay, I'll cool. give you that script, and then uh, and then let's sit down over dinner. Let's have oh. a nice bite to eat. All right, let's be gentlemen. All right, well if you, well, I'm going to be a gentleman anyway. Well, let's you're try gonna, and be you're a gentleman. Attempt to be Doug. a gentleman. All right, well I do. <laughs> also, also I want to have a table read at some point, but also Jack Arnold, the fucking green egg grill man, the guy that cooks the eight eight and a half. <laughs> The, the, the one, let's just recap to people who didn't hear this episode, but he's, you should check him out on Instagram. He's a great griller chef and he's coming to the house and he's going to do a thing uh, and Charlie's going to come and Khan's going to come and we're going to have a great night. But the last time, I was Dylan there? I don't remember. I don't think Dylan was All there. Right, so, uh, you, you know what? I was there when we did a FaceTime at your house right. with the green egg. Right. And, we, it was and you cooked and you were happy you yeah. cooked. But Connolly would not give Dylan, Jack Arnold I know, a 10. An eight and a half. That is a total was, diss. Let me tell you something. Majority of the people uh, on Insta, on the Insta, agreed with me. Just in principle that there's no 10. That means there's no room for improvement. I'm not talking about the steak. I'm just talking about in general. To call anybody. Nobody's a 10. Well, I think there is a 10. I think you can get it as good as it gets. You can make it. I mean, yeah. Right. So, well, 10's different. Wagyu. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Wagyu cooked perfectly is a 10. I think Dylan's performance as Johnny Drama was a 10. 
And actually, I maybe, can't give it that even myself. No, and maybe even call it a nine eight. Maybe like, even I might have had a ten episode here and there. And, right, and, and you know why I say this? He might have shot him. He might have thrown a perfect game here. Yeah, and there. I might have. Yeah. Here, here's what I'll say as a writer. As a writer, you write a script, and and what was I? A seven, seven point five. No, I think you were you solid were, six, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll address your question first. I think you were a ten. Also, the problem I have now watching Entourage, which which you know I've said this before, E and Ari were kind of melds of my personality and I know how I was with my friends like we'd go to Vegas and I was like kind of the fucking guy who was like yeah sure we want to fucking do that and it's weird because Connolly complained about it for a lot of years and now when I watch Entourage I'm like why is he so fucking angry all yeah the time, that's what know? I'm saying <laughs> and I knew it at the time it's like and also it would be unwarranted I mean, yeah. it's one thing to roll your eyes but yeah. it's another thing it's like hey let's go to Vegas well, no, 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 no. The fucking people hated me for yeah. all these. And the truth, and the truth you were the is, only adult out of the group. Yeah, well, someone had to be. That's what it's. But you it, could be the adult without being the fucking party pooper. That's you know what, what I was mean? supposed to be. But like I said to someone on Instagram the other day, because people think I'm I'm like cool on Instagram to a certain degree. Well, I know yeah, you can make fun yeah, of me. Instagram, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, but people said they go, "Oh, Doug, I really want to be your friend. I want to hang out with you." And I said, "I go, you really don't. I'm like, you want to be friends with Connolly. You want to go out with Dylan. You want to have a drink. I'm not a guy who goes." out i'm a great texting friend i'm like a great friend to have on a text i'll write a funny line right. but i realized and i am actually trying to improve my own personality based on re-watching this e that i didn't think about years ago and i know that's how i was with my friends they'd be out and they fucking partying even, and this even and doug like even now you're right it's like socially you're still you know you're a little awkward like doug and i i'm like we Zulai and I are at the antennas. Doug and Sarah walk in. It's like, are we shaking hands? Are we, uh, you know, like the, you're 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 tough in crowds. Well, we need a guy like Doug to keep us on a leash, Kevin. Especially you, you animal. <laughs> well, I'm just. I I, I mean, I, I would like to be more fun socially when the world's normal again. I guess, but I'm I'm comfortable now that I'm. So but you go to Coachella, right? So you're yeah, you're but fun. I don't, I don't talk to people there. I, Dylan, you know, have you ever been to Coachella? No. Do you know what it is? I know what it is. <laughs> that would well, be insane if no. you didn't know what it was. Well, it's not a big rock concert in the desert, it's a right? Big is rock that pretty much in the desert? Is? A lot of people. Uh, right across from Madison Club, where Dylan loves to go. I'll go there, play some golf, yeah. and uh, go see. Huh? I don't like crowds. Let's be honest. You're I don't like crowds. Guy, right. But Tannis was great. We had a good meal. Yeah, it was fun. I, did he scrape his? He didn't uh, order the chicken parm. The chicken I mean, parm. I like I've been with a guy there fifty times. He always gets it. He decides, and I wanted. I know he. I think he didn't order because he didn't want me videoing him pulling his cheese off. Dylan, Dylan, also, the waiter comes over and uh, Doug's like, oh, I'll have a glass of Johnny Black. I'm like, I'll have a glass of Johnny Blue. Doug's like, oh, well, looks oh, like yeah. we're going to be getting separate checks. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we're going to be getting separate checks. Yeah, I, like, well, there is a big difference. I mean, it's like probably $25. Uh, okay. He got it on right? ice, too. Okay. What do you think of that, Dylan? Okay. What do you think of that? So you've got uh, Johnny okay Blue on that. ice? What? I'm okay with that. Maybe like a rocks. cube. I think one like of those rocks. big round But they don't have that. Yes, they do. If you ask for it, they really? have it. Really? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. And tell me about your... I want. You know what? I want to talk a little bit about your friend at Dan Tan. Oh, you know what? No. How about we talk about... Doug, we walk out. I looked at my wallet. I'm like, I have $25, <laughs> right? Valet's 14. He's pulling a grenier. He's, oh, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> right. Alligator so arms. We, we, I, have, I have 25 bucks. I'm like, all right, I got money for the valet. We all walk out together, and Doug looks at me, and he's like... First of all, I don't know, there's something, I don't even know the way he did it. He kind of taps me on the arm. He's hold like, on, Yo, hold you got on. Money wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Before Connolly got out there, I gave the valet my credit card. I said two cars because I was going to pay for both. He says cash only, which in 2022 is absurd. I a mean, valet? Yeah. Do they, does valet, the valet yes, say most valets cards? now are credit cards. Most people don't want to yeah. touch cash. They don't want to touch. But anyway. So, so we got, we so, owe them $28 yeah. and I only have 25 <laughs> 
right? Yeah. So I give the guy the twenty. I got that Porsche that Connolly did not buy me. I Doug, drove the fuck Doug out of there. Left me there dealing with the valet finance. As I said to the guy, "Oh, I found a single in the ground." So basically, I found a single in my car. So I gave the guy twenty six bucks. I owe him two bucks. I'm looking at him and I'm like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I'm I'm good for it. I, I promise, I'll I'll make it up to you." The next time around, and he's like, "Well, I guess, I guess you're, I guess you're gonna have like." He basically, he didn't yeah, he go wasn't quietly. Happy with he it. was not happy. Wow. About no, it. well, that's honestly, you know what he said. Hey, it's only money, right? Which whoa. is like, whoa, whoa. he's like <laughs> dripping in sarcasm. That, that's the only reason I really took off because I saw that you know we, he wasn't going. Look, yeah, Kevin that, and I are regulars there for thirty years. Right. They, they, I know they know us and whatever. Oh, I'm gonna have to make good on that next time, right? I but, but we would make good is the point. But I saw that's happened to me at Dantanis as well, though. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I actually went to the bar. I gave my credit card. They charged me and gave me some and cash. And gave you cash. So there is a way to get. But get what I there's saw. There's also no, there's no ATM within like even no, earshot. No. And yeah, what I cash. saw out of that valet is that there was no empathy. He didn't want to hear any stories. Not, I was not like, interested. I, I thought he was going like, to take my car. I didn't cash. know what was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So. By the way, I've known that guy for 25 years. He's been working at various different places. I always tip him. Right. I go up, I give him a 20. Connelly, it's a $6 by the way, tip. Connelly's a great tipper. And I just want to say, I would never not pay the bill. You're in the pocket right now, bro. Yeah. You're preparing. You're yeah. you're Matthew. You are Matthew Stafford. He's in his three point stand. Right and actually, now. you know what He's I ready. feel like I want to be though. I want to be Whitworth. I want to protect everybody from anything fucking infiltrating this shit. You're wanna... not. You're not Whitworth. You're not. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you are not Whitworth. <laughs> Kevin, what do you think of the? Let's talk about that fo football weekend. Oh my nuts, god. Right? I, yeah. I mean, the the wild cards were okay, but it was the, the every game after that was right. amazing. They're saying amazing. that they're saying that Buffalo Kansas City game is the greatest football game ever played. It is. But I do have a problem. I hate, hate the way it ended. We all have I mean, a problem. they got to stop this, you know, coin yeah. toss it's, it's thing. Not, it's going to be stopped, and it almost happened again. Yeah. Both teams have got to see the ball. If Kansas City would have knocked off uh, Cincinnati in the same fashion, there would be riots. In the I think, yeah. they, they have to yeah. change. I think they're going to change it. But can we talk about a couple of things? Because Mahomes, obviously, two years ago, we were all watching like I've never seen anything like this. Joe Burrow is a fucking stud on no other level. But yes. I got to be honest with you. What Josh Allen he's, was doing, he's unbelievable. I thought that was the best football player I've ever seen in that game. And I was like, can he really stay healthy playing like he's a fullback running over people and doing this? He's but He's been five. doing it. I mean, he loves hurdling guys. Right. He's just, he's a beast. And he's not running side to side like, like uh, Mahomes. It, he's it, going straight forward. You're right. I, I would imagine that's, that's a good point, Kev, because that might be safer, strangely enough. Yeah. It's that side to side stuff where somebody coming. clips your knee or you yep. get the bad, but he's going. When you he's go going straight like forward, you back. can see it coming. How you would you? I like to be like a good quarterback, good, that gets drafted into the AFC in the next three years. When you got Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, who, yeah. who else hey man, is listen, that? three years ago, I mean, unless you're like a college football expert, nobody knew who Burrow was. Herbert. Uh, you know, Herbert's good. Yeah, He's they, a beast. Yeah, but it, do, it doesn't matter who knew him then. I know him now. That guy's a star. Brady retiring. Uh, it's being left in good hands. The NFL is in good hands. Uh, I know. I, I wish he would keep going. He, had the, he probably had the best season he's ever had statistically. I mean, yeah. he was amazing. Well, let's talk uh, MVP. He should be the MVP. He 100% sure. should have been the MVP or Cooper Cup. But let's talk well, about Well, is it is it official yet or no, but it's, are they going to give it to Aaron Rodgers? Too? Why? He, look at the stats. I mean, I, I can't explain it. It just seems like it's a foregone conclusion and I I, you know, I, I, by the way, Connolly had a great Aaron Rodgers story from years ago. I don't care about the vaccination thing. I just don't like Aaron fucking Rodgers. 
Do you like him? I like I do. all these I other like guys. I, I met him, and he, and he was, was cool, nice. man. He was great. He's a great, great guy. Great dude. I think he's disgruntled in Green Bay. I don't I don't. Yeah. Think but about he's what? Happy. They win you 13 were, games yeah, a year. My point like, is, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, they, they whatever. Everybody has their reasons. It's the same reason why everybody's up in arms that, that Brady didn't give a shout out to the Patriots fans and everybody's up in arms. Clearly, there's bad blood. There's something going there's on there. Blood. But the difference is, and, and whatever goes on behind the scenes, whatever goes behind the scenes, Brady always delivered. Aaron Rodgers had an absolutely horrific game. He's got no one to blame but himself for losing that game. I'm talking no about one. going into the season. I just think he needs to change All right, the so let's yeah. take, before we bring Charles Oakland. Before we throw into the worst interview in the history of the, <laughs> the podcast. I got to be honest. I'm sorry. I think maybe I got a little nervous because he's one of my favorites. Uh, Colin, yeah. Colin, you know, my I'm first, sure you're good, Doug. My you're first dog not. was Oakley, named after <laughs> Charles Oakley. And Collie's like, don't fucking say that to him. It's Listen, embarrassing. I, it's I, oh, that's a compliment, let, let me tell you something. I named my first French bulldog after Mike Bossy. Yeah, his name, I remember. His name was Bossy. I remember and Bossy. I was, I was in, you know, at an Islander event and was at the bar, posted up with Bossy, and I, <laughs> I told him. And it it was weird. It got weird. Yeah. It got weird. I, I don't know if he kind of was like, what? Like, what does that mean? Like. No, I mean, I named my 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 dog <laughs> after you. Yeah, it's like a compliment. It went weird. Maybe, you know, he lost the sense of humor there, but I mean, I think it's great. <laughs> I, I agree. mean, I, people I tell agree. me all the time, oh, I got, I named my dog Drama. Yeah. Well, my I current, love that. My current great... dog, Baron. Baron. My kids called uh, Baron Davis and Baron got permission, Davis. and he was very excited. He did say he was going to name his next dog Doug, but he, I right. named my dog Baron. So it's one thing for things to go weird with Mike Bossy, but I would hate for that. Yeah. already subpar interview to have taken an even darker turn if Charles Oakley somehow offended. Well, the audience, <laughs> well, it is, a the audience it, is real. It's a great cop. The audience is going to be real excited for this Charles Oakley interview. But anyway, let's do, <laughs> let's do two minutes on, on Tom Brady is officially retired. By the way, I posted it after Adam Schefter posted it. And then I started getting yelled at that it wasn't true. And I was spreading fake news again, <laughs> but Brady is retired forgetting all the other shit. Brady, the, one of the great stats I saw is at 44, there's been, I forgot what the number of other quarterbacks are. You look at Tom Brady's stats versus every other quarterback combined at 44, it's it's mind-boggling. The but, game's also changed a lot. Oh, so what? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, they've, they've gone a long way, and rightfully so, because I think you're seeing the benefits of that. They protect the quarterback. I understand, yes, but it to. happened during his time. Yeah. So For sure. he was there For before sure. it. I, I agree 100%. As Kevin Dillon just said, the season this guy just had is sick under any circumstances. Now, what I would say is, I think he should retire. There's no fucking upside left. Well, I think he should retire as the MVP, which he is. This I agree. Year, he has 1,200 more yards than Rodgers, more touchdowns. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. We can totally do a sports By the way, show. you know, Kevin, oh, knows, no Kevin knows sports. Yeah. Kevin I mean, knows sports. That's a lot of yards, man. That's four 300-yard games more than Rodgers. Wow. I think he was 100% the MVP. So what makes – is that just like the word on the street that it looks like Rodgers? I don't know why. Well, I don't get it. I mean, I I, I love Rodgers, but – Rodgers is the, the runaway MVP. I don't understand it at all. I don't get I, it. I don't get it either. Now, I get why Cooper Cup is not because for whatever reason, it's a quarterback award because Cooper Cup's season was – He was great. Sick. Yeah, but, unbelievable. Uh, but I agree. Tom Brady was the but MVP. But another thing, too, is – Tom Brady played with a team that was really banged up, too. Yeah. I mean, they were really – so what he did was amazing to get it as far as he got. I'm with you. And whatever Tom Brady's problems are with Belichick or, or – I don't think he has any with Robert Kraft. But either way – It felt like a clear snub. It's probably awesome. with Belichick. He was awesome to us. He was amazing. Yeah. The career, we all – 
dream of doing one four millionth of what he's done, and uh, I hope he has a good second act. Yeah, after. no so doubt. We're, we're hey, coming. do we want to talk about the Giants and uh, some of the moves they made? New coach, you know new what? GM. Let's do it. Let's talk, talk about Giants? it. Yeah, man, I like the I like the moves they made because yeah. I love what this guy did with Buffalo. And I still think, and I don't want to be on Danny Dimes. We need a quarterback, and you see in this NFL, and not he's to, got one. He's got one more year, and not well, to make I'll, fun I'll tell of you this. I, I think he's got a little bit of. Josh Allen in him. He can run the ball. He can. And he runs forward. Can he go north south? So he can go north south. Yes, he can. He can't go he can't go sideways. Dylan (laughs) on first take with that hot take. He's got a little Josh Allen in him. Yes. He doesn't have as much as I'd like, but he's got some. I mean, you do agree though. This is this guy's last dance, right? Daniel Jones, if he doesn't do well, something. Well, let's get some. Get I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's get some protection. He needs protection. That would help. He doesn't have much help. I love Daniel Jones, and it's a good story. As you saw with Tannehill, again, I'm glad for Cincinnati and Joe Burrow's a stud. He was sacked nine times. There's no way they win that fucking game, which is why I say the Rams are going to win this game. The Rams' defense is for real, and yeah. their offense is clicking. I think the Rams are going to actually yeah, win, cover, and win. What is the spread? I'm just three and a half. Oh, they'll cover. They'll cover. Just, it just they gotta, they gotta win the game. Connolly's nervous. I'm superstitious, but you're also it. nervous, and I want everyone to explain because we get all the haters. I'm a Giants fan. I'm not like nobody's hiding it. But uh, first of all, Kelly Stafford has a podcast here, very big podcast, and bro. and we we all want that to work out for Connolly. And oh again, God, are you kidding? Having Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion, as her first guest after yeah. the Super yeah. Bowl would be a big deal. And yeah, then for LA, and then for the fact that we we put on the show that that, that they were going to bring a team back to LA long before it happened, and then yep. again. Not to sit here like I have a weird thing. It's Andrew o- Whitworth came on our podcast okay. when nobody else will. It's and okay to, to be rooting for the Rams. I'm rooting nobody's, hard. Nobody's yeah, yeah. questioning your well, giant I'm pulling for the Rams. And yeah. so, but what I want to tell you is I actually have been really emotionally invested in these games, which I haven't been in, in sports in a long time. Normally I bet, I watch it, I'm, I, I want my friends that I know to win, but I was really like, these two last two games really drained me, and uh, I was really <laughs> pulling for the Rams. And um, Zulai said, are you really just going to sit here and watch Football all day long. Yeah. I, yeah. Duh. I am. And I got newsflash for you. At halftime, I'll be flipping back and forth to the Islander game. So uh. I'm top of watching <laughs> two football games. I will also be enjoying a hockey game. Yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm scaring here. Nice. I'm actually depressed that the season's going to end because I've gotten really into it this Me year. Me too. It's like, kind it's of a, always awesome. a sad. The Super yeah. Bowl's kind of sad. Yeah. It's, it's great that we got one more great game, but. It's over now. Of all the great leagues, after the Super Bowl, that's always the biggest lull, and people yeah, are most fired up when football season starts. That first Thursday night game. There's a little crazy. post-Super Bowl depression yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to go right into production, and we're going to freaking kill it, and I'm telling you we'll guys. We'll be distracted. Yes. Whatever I got to do, yes. guys, stay focused. We are going to win. All right, Charles. All right, Charles coming Oakley. back with the great interview that is Doug Allen and Charles Oakley. I'm excited. Colin's going to give me some shit, but I got one of my favorite players of all time. You're giddy already. I am. You know, (laughs) and he played for the Bulls, but I have no interest in that whatsoever. Number 34, New York Knicks, Charles Oakley. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me here today. Thanks for popping in. We're excited. Yeah. You got a book that's actually out today. And uh, tell me how that comes about. Wow. You know, uh, you know, it's been a while. I've been thinking about this book and, you know, time been passing by, passing by. Um, you know, the pandemic, you know, things happen. And I say, I got to get this book out. People, yeah. They need some some therapy. They need some they need some joy, fun in their life. And that's what this book have. 
Yeah. And there's a nostalgia, too. There's a nostalgia to it. It's but, trip down but it's lane. called The Last Enforcer. And for anyone, we have some younger audience. Anyone doesn't know, in my opinion, this is the toughest guy in the history of the NBA. But you say The Last Enforcer. Yes. Is there no one now? Uh, no. Not, <laughs> not this caliber of enforcer. It might be some, you know, always some security guards and ones who don't have a gun. So a lot of that and went out the window. But I think that uh, you still have have an understanding of playing ball and Everybody can't score. You still have to find your way around on the court. And, you know, so since they can't get in the paint, so they stretched it out to everybody shooting threes now. Yeah. So, uh, but no, it's just um, something that. Um, but what would you do if you're out? Would you knock someone down who's taking one of those threes? Like, no, what? No, we, I was talking about this to someone else uh, earlier about uh, can I play in this area? I can play in the area. My game would be better, really. Well, you be you were becoming a good passer, so passer I think, yeah. shooter. I had a couple, you know, triple doubles in my career. Yeah, um, so I wasn't a bad <laughs> passer, you know. No, no, I think I could just I can you know gel. I can fit in. Have IQ. So when you got good IQ, you can just about fit in wherever you go. So you can tell people who have IQ. You watch them on the court. I was I was reading a little bit of the book, um, mm. and they said that you know they had you know Pat Riley. They had the no layup rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you weren't just going. You were. You were going to yeah. get flattened. You were going to get flattened, and you had your share of uh, scrums on the court. Well, those were the days, and and you know, last enforcer is just correct me if I'm wrong. Is Mason? Do you put him up there, Anthony Mason, with you as he one of those guys? He um, was with different type of enforce. Um, <laughs> I take it serious. I take it person. It's just we was different, but we both held it down. You know, we like the blues brother was in the first seat <laughs> together. One sing, one sing, and one play the drum. But uh, we, that was my running. That was my partner, Mace, on the court. And and where does that come from? What obviously the NBA is they've they've made it so there's right. not going to be this kind of physical play. Right. There's not going to be these fights. But when you come into the league and you are an extremely skilled basketball player, right. I don't want anyone to mistake that. Who also is you know one of the all time great rebounders. But you were you were good at everything. But where does that come from? And and was that part of your role growing up where people said? Charles, you got to make sure you take care of people out here or what? Um, it's growing up in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's, it's always the stages and steps you have to take and everything. Uh, so when I was a kid, when I used to go to the playground, older guys didn't let me play early. Um, so I just kept going, working on my game, playing. So you try to get there and show them that you really wanted to play. And a couple of days, other guys didn't show up. I got a chance to play with them. And I played within myself. I didn't try to, you know, most time guys who play with people, so I can score, I can do this, just play defense, rebound, pass the ball, set picks. And that's been with me ever since then. Right. Everybody's going to ask you the same thing. You played with Michael. <laughs> right. And, you know, how great was he even? You were there the years before the championship, unfortunately, yes. I yes. know. But how, how great <laughs> was he then? And did you see that this is the best ever? You can see it in his work happen. Every day, early to practice, practice. Everything was like, you know, growing, you know, getting serious. Serious about it, you can see it is in his eyes and stuff, practice. We had practice like real intense, you know, guys checking him, he, he talking, the guys checking him talking, but he just see his body language every day. He just, you know, you know he's going to be something special. And is it true that the team, when you would go, guys would go out, the team didn't need security if you were there? <laughs> you were like teammates <laughs> yeah, well, slash, yeah, send the security home. We got we got uh, Charles with us tonight. Nobody's yeah, messing they, with know, us. They, they tagged me with that when I'm, I'm the security. But no, nah, we just have fun together. He didn't go out a lot uh, early in his career. He uh, just tried to. Focus. Minutes, you know, get the game down, understand the ropes for the lead. You know, while a lot of guys are part of he and they're studying and watching TV, he wasn't really a guy who used to hang out 
Um, back in our era, guys didn't hang out a lot. In this era, they hang out a lot. It's just it's a different time, different space. Buddies. But uh, they took it real serious back then. I don't know how serious they take the game now because they got a lot of things just given to them. And and he was pissed when you got traded. Um, yes. We, and h- how did you feel about it? Well, we was at a Tyson fight, Tyson Spink site in Atlanta City. Of course, fight. the famous. <laughs> yes, and a few things happened that night. Richard Dent got pickpocket. <laughs> and I got traded. <laughs> Can you imagine pickpocketing Richard Dent? By the way, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, look him up. But you don't want to pickpocket him. And yeah. so you got so, you found out there. I found out there. Oh, so you know me. I'm a question him. I question him. I'm, I almost had him in the headlock question him. <laughs> I said, "Did you know about this?" He said, "They mentioned it." I said, "Okay. What else did you know? Uh, I ain't know they was gonna do it or not. Okay. What else?" So, <laughs> so you were with Michael yes. when you wow. All right, so yeah. did you feel did you feel betrayed? Because you guys are still friends, right? Yeah, we still friends to this day. Matter of fact, you look at that book at the bottom. Look at forward. Okay, well, okay. I need. To I say, don't. I don't think Ray Charles did it, but well, you know. let's be clear. I don't. I'm, I'm no Charlie says, Rose. It says Wait, hold pretty on. Pretty clear. I'm, forward by Michael. I'm Jordan. no Charlie Rose. The book was delivered to me right. 20 minutes ago. I, I, I read will, it. I read it. I will read this cover to cover, so, uh, but I, think, I didn't read it yet. I think once he put the stamp on it, it's doing the forward the book. And, you know, and really, you know, showed me that I know he was already the big brother, big friend, everything all in one. That just put a stamp on it. And what do you think about social media? You talked about guys not going out as much. Would that have been a problem for you guys? Back um, in, how would that have translated no, to your No, it era? wasn't much as back then as now. Uh, people still took pictures back then, but not like, you know, you guys, it was like, wah, wah, everybody wah, wah. taking pictures now. So, right. Uh, but we were in that type of group back then. You know, we just, like I said, we took everything seriously. We knew how important it was, keeping your body, you know, pretty healthy. Uh, there was a lot of other things going on back then. They they really got a control of it. You know, the guys doing a lot of stuff wrong, but lead changed. But uh, I think back then everybody took it serious, like I said. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, 2000, 2000 now to now, it just it's changed in the last 10, 15 years, and it's and it's keep changing. So, right. do you like it or you don't? I I can't watch it like I used to because it's so many things that they like let you just do and don't care no more. You can miss free throws, you can turn the ball over, and then they tell my Harvey lost. So you went two for twelve on the free throw line and had eight turnovers in one quarter. That's why you lost, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> You're like well, we should have won. No, no, you shouldn't. Right. Uh, like they sound like the Dallas Cowboys. The official blew the game. No, you was down the whole game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you San, wanna, Fran, San Fran tried you, to give him you, that you game wanna, back. You want to help Mary? Said you had a chance. Uh, no, people got eyes. We can see Dallas. <laughs> My favorite basketball days are your days mm. in New York. What was that like for you and that team? And oh yeah, it was it was like nothing before. Once I got traded to New York, you know a lot of people always moan and groan. Oh, why you trade me? No, I, I said I'm going to a better place. I'm in New York. They named it twice, so I got to be <laughs> nice too. So I just went there and just played my role. Just came out and played every night hard and physical and didn't take no mess. But the city overall is just great. The fans great, great food. Um, and hey, we only thing we didn't do in New York, we didn't win the championship. That's the only thing I'm mad about inside. Me too. The fans didn't see us, get, you know, had that parade like the Yankees and like the, uh, the Rangers did, you know. So and that was a championship team too. Yeah, I mean, it just was. We, and I'm sure you talk about Patrick in the book, and I promise I am going to read the book. Yeah. But how, how great was Patrick Ewing? Patrick was great, but wasn't great enough because we should have won at least once. We should have went three times. We should have won once. I ain't say we should have won all three, but we had our shot. We had our chance, but. You know, we uh, let Indiana come back and beat the next series. Um, uh, this, that was a tough one. Yeah, it was tough. And I mean, you know, things gonna happen in the game, but we always they always tell you if you keep it close, somebody got a chance to beat you. 
So we was a team. We played fifth play. We didn't do a lot of scoring, but we kept games closed. But when we needed that big game, we just we just couldn't get it. That's the only thing. One big game against the Bulls series because every time we played the Bulls, the games was closed. But the base said always the better team, better play, the best player on that team always win. Like Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, you know he's the best quarterback. So you don't think a couple of right, you know, sometimes I mean even Brady his his first Super Bowl there was a you know a couple of plays could have turned it and yeah, he lost. That's and, what we was hoping for, but we never got it. <laughs> <laughs> we hoping I be I played ten years in New York hoping that we got a break somewhere here and there. We you know every call we needed. Every time we needed to get a stop, we got some stop, but we couldn't make the shot. So, hey, it still hurts though. Yes, because I'm still living. Yeah. And, w- and, what, and what's your relationship like with uh, the guys that were sort of in your era? I mean, I know you and Barkley had a little. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, we love we, Barkley. You guys yeah. both we, outspoken. We talk when our windows roll up. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's new after that going, but nah, you know, a lot of guys didn't get along back in them days, and. We we don't you know we speak uh, you know who speak and who get along and who don't get along so it was, it was a lot of tension back in our era a lot of you know tension with players and, and right, but does that hurt today's game the fact that these guys are all best friends and there's, uh, you could argue there's a lot of grab ass going on out there yeah. and guys are friends did it, was it was it better for the game when you knew that these guys didn't like each other I think so yes right I well I know was so. I mean listen these guys are so rich now even if even the, the oh, ones yeah. who aren't that good are yeah. so rich so yeah. I think that there's not that hunger that you guys no. had that you had a and the other thing is you see seven footers playing with low tops on you know it ain't that physical Right. You know, you ain't doing nothing too hard. You ain't turning, you ain't spinning. So I see so much of that now. Everybody wearing low top. I'm like, that ain't basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but who who was the tough guys then besides you? Who were the guys that you were like, you know what? That that guy could give me a run for my money. I don't. I, Nobody's nobody. giving him a run for his money, but who's in your weight class? I don't have a twin, so it's hard for me to. So. <laughs> All right. Who would give Mason a run for his money? Who are the other guys saying. in the league? Ain't nobody. Nobody. <laughs> right. You, know, you probably, like I said, we was the Blues brother in the NBA. Only time we, we got into it a couple times in practice because practice was like that. Right. So, I mean. So, did he know, though, you better back down to Charles? No, of we, course. I, I, <laughs> of no, course. I, I didn't back down for no one. But, you know, it was good, though, letting the other guys on the team know that, hey, we'll fight one another, so you know we're going to fight other people. Right. right. And are practices <laughs> still like that, or is that No, sort of oh, man, they eat popcorns during practice. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get hurt now. They got so much money uh, on the line. They so, still get hurt, though. Yeah. That's the well, problem. They don't lift weights like we used to. Not saying lift to get muscles. Like, LeBron basically made a few other guys, the only guys – who I see with muscles. Other guys might lift, but they're not developing. But so. they also get to sit out now in a way oh, yeah. that you never would have. Right. They would have like, tortured what, you. What if, they get, they, uh, if you hit the arm too hard, they sit out three or four games. <laughs> but what, what do you think of maintenance days for some of these guys, right? Is it is it uh, more important that LeBron play in the regular season or that he's ready to go in the playoffs? Hopefully, they, assuming they make the playoffs. It's important to play. Hey, it's 82 games. Yeah, I'm with Charles. I mean, that's, games. it's important I mean, to play every game. To, if you, I mean, my thing is, you stay healthy. Maybe you might miss. You might play seventy five, eighty two. I mean, that's a that's a goal. So every player should say, "I'm going to play seventy five. But you know, you miss. You're gonna miss a few games here and there. I think my first five or six career, I only missed maybe five games in six years or something. But it's up to them. That's why LeBron body's built. A lot of these guys' body not built for over the long haul. So that's why he say he put a million dollars into his training, working out every year. You see that. Some of the other guys, you don't see it. That's and why it, they get hurt all the time. And it's obvious, LeBron, there's nothing to say. He's as great as anybody who ever yes. played skill-wise. But what do you think about, do you have any thoughts on his toughness if he played back in that era where when you went up for a shot, you may go 
hard down. No, I don't think different in this area. And he playing, he played in our area. Everybody was his size, so it's been a little more difficult for him to do what he do now. Right, but he still was, he still is gonna be great. Right. All right. And Charles, you said New York food. You, I watched your cooking show. You right. got it's right. uh, chopping it up with Charles. Is that what so it is? I'm, okay, so, uh, Fox. So, uh, I've been into cooking for a long time. That's my thing. I did. Every team, I just bring the guys over and eat. If it's Monday night, I let guys pick something. Thursday night, <laughs> so I rotate it. It's awesome. Let the guys pick it. I make the meal. And are you having fun doing the show? Uh, I mean, I, I like cooking. I, I mean, I my put my put my stamp on it, my name on it. I, I try to just dig all in because I wanted to be the best. Because I'm a food critic. Yeah, I'm one of the worst person to go out and eat with. And where do you love? Like New York or L.A.? What's your place? Uh, New York. Yeah, and I mean, where, yeah. any specific spots you like? I love. Dog is a big foodie, yeah. by the way. No, I'm uh, in New York. It's just, I try to hit, I, my goal. I played there ten years. I had at least go to over two hundred different restaurants. Right. That was my thing. To go to different places in the summertime, one time, show my face. Let them know I appreciate them for whether they watch the game or not. I'm in New York. I'm let you know you can see me. You don't have to be on watch TV. You can see me in the city. Well, next time you're in New York, yeah, Emilio's Bellato on East Houston Street. If you've never been, it's awesome. So what type? Uh, Italian. Old school Italian, but great. I go on the first. Yeah, I'll you, make sure I get that. I'll be yeah. there on the first, and I will. I'll. I'll make sure they take. They will take your care of you anyway. But I will. Anyway, I will yeah. give you the yeah. Heads put a, put a word in for him, <laughs> Doug. You know, you guys were such a big part of the New York fabric. You right. know, you and Ewing and Mason. These guys. So, what's the response? They love you in New York, right? You walk in everywhere. Yeah, you know, a lot of love. I mean, they just my thanks to them. I'm sorry we couldn't win one, but they was like. You you came and sh- you showed up every night and that satisfied us. You know we we always can't win them all, but at least y'all showed effort. Yeah, know, I hard. mean I, I I me who who lived and breathed those games and those things. You know you're a guy that I looked at as as work ethic and heart and that everybody should do it. And again, to me, I love Patrick so much. I don't know what went on behind right. the scenes, but I thought the next a couple of bounces we got a title. A couple just, of bounces. Well, Charles that, Smith, I, right? Could that's what I was just saying. We was there. You know, yeah. like I said. They, they said with three for a dollar, we only got two for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so we always won off. Yeah. One point. It's big. Well, the book is The Last Enforcer, yes. Charles Oakley. Yeah, uh, what can we, like, I just, we just started reading it. It's really, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's fi- it's feisty. You, you'll love it. You do talk wait. about the, the, the reputation in The Last Enforcer, so... What can we expect from the from the book? A lot of outrageous, great stories, just showing me on a different side and different place in this book. Growing up, going through stuff, still making it to the top. Um, talking about you know different between LeBron and uh, Michael. Um, oh, nice stuff about you know. Well, give us a little flavor on that. Um, Story wise, or just uh, I love how he way. I love how he can't even name a name of somebody that would even be in the arena with him. Like, <laughs> who else was semi tough? No, but, no but I'm saying LeBron versus Michael. Just what? What's your feeling? On well, the- I mean, in the book, I call them one cornflake, one frosted flakes. I mean, <laughs> both of them they had their own dominant on the floor. Mm-hmm. LeBron more of a point forward. Michael just an outscore. Um, LeBron get everybody involved. Michael did take more shots. You know, he. Uh, he, he he didn't wait for you to get involved. You're going to have to play with him. Who LeBron, would you rather on your team? LeBron, because I'm going to get the ball. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> you like the ball. But no, Michael, just, it's, it's just him, how he played. I played with him for four years. Yeah. Totally. And I was giving him the ball. He never, he never got I, it back. I, only time he thought to me to take it out of bounds and give it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, both, what, of, both of them is great. And what about you growing up in Virginia, playing for, at Virginia? Virginia um, Union, yes. Yeah. Did, did you... 
think you're going to be in the NBA? No, they ain't have a thought in my mind. This is a small Division two school, historic black college, and I went there just, you know, just to leave Cleveland because Cleveland getting bad at the time. So mm-hmm. get away. Because I left Cleveland to go to school. I only came back one time in four years. Right. You know, and so you're, you're at Virginia Union, though. You become one of the all-time great rebounders amongst mm-hmm. other things in your career. Right. So you got drafted pretty high. I mean, you were drafted. Like, yeah, what? I was top 10. Yeah, so... Yeah. Did you have the confidence at that point, or was it when did you well, feel? Well, my confidence like always there. Just I didn't know. Yeah, um, you know, like they say, you, you go in the top four round, like quarterbacks. Some of them might go first, some might go thirty fourth. So I was like, you know, the experience I didn't have because I went to play against a lot of small college. Yeah, but when I played against the bigger guys, I produced. So they was my size, I was their size. So I wasn't looking for no way out. I was looking for, looking for a way in. I want the challenge. Right. And what, nobody nobody was seeing you, recruiting you earlier? Yeah. I was. My sister went to Ohio State, but I didn't go there. I just want, I want to leave Ohio, the state. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you got to the NBA first, practice first this, did right. you feel like, oh, okay, I fit in, I can do this? I or? can beat all well, these guys up. I got to Chicago. <laughs> it was three power fours in front of me. So I had to, I had to be like a wood chopper. I had to chop them down. And who's a car? It was Sidney Green, David Green. Greenwood and Gene Banks. So by the time you know training camp October November season start, by the time February I was starting. That's awesome. I had, I had to go through all them guys. You know, right? Well, it's it's. I mean, you're you're such a great story, and I love your energy and I love your vibe. And I know I'm not supposed to bring up. Make sure you give him. I'm the, not supposed to bring up Dolan, but you know what? Right. Nobody yeah. should ever treat Charles Oakley yeah. poorly in New York ever, ever, ever. It's just that simple. I think it's safe to say that didn't go over well with the fan base. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, and by the way, it shouldn't. And yeah. uh, but the books the last enforcer Charles Oakley one of the great Knicks and and one of the great tough guys in the history of sports so uh, and Doug is going to get you that reservation in New yes, York that you wouldn't I be able to get Ita- I love Italian food I'm a, you know. <laughs> it's great I'm going to get them to take care of you even better than I'm they would he's going to oh, need you to I, get them to take I care of I know he doesn't need right. me but I like to, right. I like to like be helpful I brought, like di- I brought dice there a couple of weeks ago we had a great time but anyway <laughs> Charles Oakley thanks so much for joining us thank you. and uh, everybody it. get the book The, the last, last Enforcer available right now thanks for going out the way I appreciate it thank you guys thank you you. Welcome back, Victor. The pot. I, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Uh, it was all right. It's all right. I, mean, I listened to it. It's all right. Yeah, it was. It, it, you're better than that, but yeah, it was still decent. But, but did, Dylan, did you see? I mean, he's his brain is just elsewhere. I'm happy about it. I really <laughs> I am. am. Yeah. I would prefer that than you know you. He's being, locked in our you're show. You're locked in on the show, and you just weren't really ready for that interview. And then when he came in, <laughs> I think you just got a little overwhelmed, and you got him dinner reservation. I wish I had the book. <laughs> Do you think the dinner reservation was was inappropriate or wrong? No, no, no. I don't. It, it I came don't. from a nice place, but the notion that like, yeah, Doug, uh, I'm. I'm only the, probably the most famous outside I, of Derek I'm sure Jeter. he probably could have worked it out, but it was, <laughs> I, it, was, it was a nice offer. I was really saying not that you can't go make the call. Listen, this is a place I love. call him Buster Douglas. I'll make sure they <laughs> set you up and you're taken care of and you have your proper. Oh, he was very are. gracious. He was like, oh, thank you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you think really he was like, what a jerk. I think off. he was like, I'm good, bro. He's like, I'm thanks. Good. It was enough that you told me you named your fucking dog after me. Like, I don't need anything else from you. <laughs> On a serious note, the, the last enforcer, it's it's a fun read. And it if is. you're if you're like a Nick, if you're a Knicks fan, especially from that era, some of the stories, I mean, and like, but you know what, even if <laughs> even the first chapter, he's like, I want to clear up a rumor about me and Charles Barkley about, uh, but whether or not I never punched Charles Barkley in the face, that is just not true. I did, however, slap the shit out of him. 
and he still avoids me to this day. He yeah. said. So there's like lots of cool stories. Yeah, and that's why I say, know? even if you're not a Nick fan, when they right. the, the name of the book, The Last Enforcer, he really was, I think, according to everyone, the toughest guy in the NBA. Oh, and yeah. you just did not mess with him. He did and not. um and then you got Anthony Mason on that team too. They just a couple some big dudes. Yeah, but I love how Oakley and he loves Mason. But I love how he kind of dismissed Mason as like you know an, an equal tough guy to him. Like, right. So I don't know. I hope Charles is not mad at me. I love the book. I love Charles Oakley. I will say that I wasn't exactly Mike Wallace in that interview either. Only because I wasn't. I didn't prepare for that one. I didn't yeah, you guys were missing me a little bit. Yeah, for sure we were. <laughs> it would have been great to have Dylan in here. Yeah. Dylan would have Dylan. Yeah. Who knew Dylan's a, the, the statistician? Is that, is that it? Statistician. Uh, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know he had this fair. mathematical skill. I knew he knew about flowers and trees and shit. But yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know what? Pick up the book. It's out. It's out yeah, right now. Pick it's up good, the book. So anyway, book. things are getting exciting, and uh, we shall return. Victory Podcast. Doug Ellen. Kevin Dillon. Victory. Victory.